Hi guys, welcome back to After Credits episode number sixty nine. <laughs> 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 I'm here as always with my lovely and very straight co-host uh, Carly. No, no, got that wrong. Uh, <laughs> the opposite of that. Did you just call me a slur? A slur. Did you just say that to a me. A slur. <laughs> Did you just say that to me? How could you say that? I meant to say, uh, gay. <laughs> Yo, you got Yeah, confused. I got it confused because we were talking about yeah. a movie with a lot of straight porn today. <laughs> and I know you didn't like those scenes. No, I did not like those scenes. <laughs> not because I think there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's just not, not <laughs> Sorry, your cup of tea. <laughs> I just, I have lots of trauma. It makes me uncomfortable, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It was all for the sake. Unlike other people, they can do what they want to do. Because mm-hmm. ah. it don't concern me mm-hmm. none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although there is one questionably gay character in this movie who is oh, like. <laughs> what do you mean, questionably? It's quite clear. <laughs> who is like one of the best characters in the movie? Okay, yeah, I forgot about him. I take back my comment about Don Chino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> but also, yeah. But Philip steals my heart and everything he was mm-hmm. in. Rest in peace, honestly. Yeah, and almost famous. I love him. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, if, wait, he's in, um, is he in Hunger Games? I've never seen. Um, he's in the very, I think he's in the first Hunger Games movie. Um, yes, he is. And then he died, like, in between them. Catching Fire and Mockingjay. Oh, he died between Catching Fire and Mockingjay, but they had already filmed his scenes. Gotcha. Well, it, yeah, 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 gotcha. That make that adds up. <laughs> I just remember it being, like, a big thing, like, like how Carrie Fisher died and they were still oh, filming. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. The Rise of Skywalker, and they were all like, how is she going to be in it? And she was. Mm-hmm. So that's And then it made the people with, that hate Last yeah. Jedi even more, like, furious because it was like, oh, they killed her yeah. off so perfectly and then they brought her back for no reason. Uh, yeah. yeah like, okay, whatever. I don't care enough. Um, if you haven't figured out already, we're talking about 1997's movie directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, Boogie Nights, um, starring everybody. Uh, like, everybody's in this one. I'm not even going to try, but I'll probably say the cast or the actor's name rather than the character's name um, a lot. So... Uh, you'll you'll figure out who's in it, just uh, not the way I want you to. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's stumble through this novel of the synopsis. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Set in 1977, back when sex was safe, pleasure was a business, and business was booming, idealistic porn producer Jack Horner aspires to elevate his craft to an art form. Horner discovers Eddie Adams, a hot young talent working as a busboy in a nightclub and welcomes him into the extended family of movie makers, mischief, and hangers-on that are all always around. Adams rises from nobody to a celebrity adult entertainer, entertainer in... Oh my god, I don't know that word, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and soon the, the whole world seems to know his porn alter ego, Dirk Diggler. Now, when disco and drugs are in vogue, fashion is in flux, and the party never seems to stop, Adam's dreams of turning sex into stardom are about to collide with 
the cold hard reality. Phew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that synopsis didn't give away, this movie's like two and a half hours long, and honestly, flew by like, really quickly. I there is not like very many like scenes that I would call quote unquote boring. And I think it's just solely due to the fact that, like, essentially every character is likable, if not at least interesting, at the very least. Right. So it's like, even though, like, we're not with Mark Wahlberg, who plays Dirk Diggler, um, like, during certain scenes, the scenes that that we, like, the people that we are with are just as, if not more, interesting than him. And it always keeps it very engaging. (laughs) I, I think one of the cool things about this is, like, um, the, like, porn industry mm-hmm. has and always has had, like, such a stigma to right. it. And so they really go out of their way to make, and, like, really, I feel like that's, like, the last, like, five minutes of the movie show, too. Like, really make these people realistic, like, we were talking about, like, how wholesome some of them yeah. seem and, like, how nice they seem. Like, like they're, they're like, a family, right. you know? And they... They all seem like likable people and you feel bad when they're when they're in bad spots and you want them to succeed and you're like rooting for all of them the whole time. There's no one that I really was like other than like maybe that that guy, the leader producer, man, mm-hmm. the colonel, which you're supposed like to. Like Burt so. Reynolds? But or? No, above him. Oh, OK. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. The colonel, the oh, right, like right, right. Yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. Um, the guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I feel like they do a really good job, like, making these characters very human and, like, likable because there's such a stigma around, like, being in the porn industry and, like, how that's something. Like, and you kind of see that with Don Cheadle's character when he applies for a loan. Like, it's, like, such a stigmatized thing um, and people think it's, it's, like, bad and, you know. And they really show like they're just normal people. Mm-hmm. And it's just their job, and just happens to involve something that we look down upon. Right. So yeah. I thought that was cool. and like even like the characters that you wouldn't think much of, like William H Macy playing the guy, the camera guy with the wife who's just fucking everybody like all the time for no yeah. reason. <laughs> it's just like so like interesting, like that worldview that we just don't see on a day to day basis. And, like, even though, like, what's going on in his life is just really fucked up, it's just, like, so engaging because it's, like, dude, I don't know a single person who's in that situation who just casually walks in on his wife multiple times just having sex with random people. I thought it was going to be, like, a gag throughout the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of was, but I thought it was going to be, like, I mean, this movie's not like a comedy. I don't know why I. Thought well, I mean, it does have its like moments that, where but... I was definitely laughing, like. Yeah, but it just seems like that would be like a. Bit, yeah. You know, right. Like if I was watching like Anchorman or something, I feel like <laughs> right, that, you like, could throw that right, in there. Right, bricks just having sex sense. with everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like constantly walking in on, and then it's just like everyone's so casual about yeah. it. Like she's like, "Stop! You're embarrassing me!" And they're all like, Get "Yeah," out. like. <laughs> And I, I, so I thought that was funny, but obviously it's not meant to be right. <laughs> to the extent that I thought it was going to yeah. be, which makes mm-hmm. sense because it's not yeah. funny. But <laughs> I think that throws in like this level of um, like sex is still like a, a mo- there's like this emotional aspect to it because and I think you can see that between like him and his wife and then through 
um, Julianne Moore's character and like her weird use of like her attachment to Dirk. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, it really shows like that although like sex isn't their occupation basically, you know, and they're making money off of it, that there's still like an emotional attachment and like a difference when it's for the for like cinematic purposes versus emotional like love. I guess, like in their personal yeah. life, per- personal purposes. <laughs> um, yeah, and like on top of that, like the casting too is just like all around just perfect, <laughs> and it's got like kind of like that yeah, um, almost famous style of casting, I agree. where it's like the point of the movie is that all of the celebrities, except for like a few, are just on that brink of stardom. And, like, the most, at the time that that movie came out, like, maybe the most famous person in there was um, Jason Lee at the time. Oh, I thought you were talking about no, this no, one, and no, I was like, yeah. what? Like, no, where yeah. was he? No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that so much. I, I would have died. Jason Lee is And this one, like, <laughs> at the time that this movie came out, like, now you look at people like Mark Wahlberg and Don Shield and John C. Riley, and they're all, like, yeah. maybe... B plus actors at the most but like then but at the time that this came out they were like they were like nobodies and the biggest person you had was Burt Reynolds playing the director and like most important figure um to these people I would put Don Cheadle like up there he's done some well at the time though like not at the time but like now like I would say that he's with especially with his work in yeah he's he's really getting up Mm -hmm. there but he's done some pretty stuff right i I like him no he's entertaining it's weird to me that he wasn't in the first iron man movie like i always forget that and then i watch it and i go oh right who's that guy (laughs) and then at the end of the movie there's there's like they show a a shot of him like looking at the other suit that war machine is gonna get he's like next time baby and then that's it's just so sad (laughs) it just just never happens (laughs) there's no next time yeah So even really, they were like, they set it up for him. Like, they really tempted him with the fact that he was going to be War Machine, and then he never, never had it. So, poor guy. Poor guy. Um, (laughs) And, like, going back to the immersion thing, too. Like, going out of the casting element and into, like, the way that this film was shot. This, like, movie opens with one of the longest takes I think I've ever seen. Like, before, where, like, it opens up on the club sign and then it just like follows people into the club and it like briefly introduces you to all the characters um very slowly um but surely (laughs) and it just takes its sweet time it is doesn't give a shit it's just showing you it is just throwing you right back into the 70s and it doesn't give a fuck if you don't want to you are in the (laughs) 70s now and it is great i loved every single long take in this movie because it just like really uh, like sucked you in even like i watched this over the course of like three days and <laughs> every time that there was a long take like and i was like starting it over for you know in like the weird spot yeah you'd just be like all right i'm in you're sold <laughs> and uh it, i don't know i just really appreciated that from um paul thomas anderson's um uh, I appreciated that from him. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen a lot of his movies or any really. I yeah, I haven't seen only... any of them. I looked at them thinking. Yeah, but... I I've only seen Punch yeah. Drunk Love, um, with Adam Sandler, 
and uh, that I my yeah man. <laughs> need to rewatch that one. But I I did thoroughly enjoy this one. But I do think that this one is better just overall, and I don't think many people would yeah disagree with that. Well, this movie. I mean, it's like critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's got quite a bit of right, and so are like all of his movies too. Yeah. Like he is one of the, like he's yeah. up there, really. Like he might, he might still yeah. not be like you don't know the name, but like all of his movies are like you know gold. Yeah. from what I understand, but he's definitely successful. Like he's got I, yeah, you know. And I was reading like there was it's interesting because there were a lot of like we're talking about all the celebrities that are in this movie. There were a lot of other celebrities that the roles were offered to first. Oh, really? That, but that were also, like, kind of in this weird, like, sort of stardom, mm-hmm. almost, you know. Like, um, Dirk was supposed to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, shit. And the, o- oh, my God. the only reason that he wasn't was because Leo had to film Titanic. <laughs> Otherwise, Leo really liked the script and he was going to yeah. do it, but he had already signed on the Titanic. And so it was, That's like... That's so pre- weird like, to think about. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it was also after Leo it was offered to Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my god, wow. And then, yeah, and then Mark Wahlberg for some yeah. reason. I don't know how you jump from that, <laughs> but I mean, he did a good job. Right. Um, and then, I can't remember. Oh, um, Don Cheadle's character was supposed to be Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh, no fucking way. Dude, that, that would have been way too big of a, of a celebrity for that role, though. Yeah, for that role, it was a very like, small role. And even, also, I think Don Cheadle fits that character much yeah, better. Yeah, like, even at the time, though, he was just coming off of Pulp Fiction and uh, Jurassic Park and, <laughs> and yeah. shit like that. So, yeah, that would have... I'm glad they went with who they went with, because it's, it, like, it's just those characters that just... They've, everyone like fits it so well that it's just impossible to see anybody else playing these roles, yeah. even though I've only seen the movie the, the one time. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I fucking love the movie, to be honest with you. I thought it was really good, um, like, overall. And I was kind of worried going into because I knew the general plot line that it was just... Um, showing the rise and kind of kind of downfall of the porn industry yeah. at, the, at the time that's all i knew about right. it too yeah. and certain movies like that um i think the one i go to i'm gonna go with is wolf of wall street where it's like yeah. this three hour long epic showing how when the time period when um jordan belford and all of his guys were like at the top of the world they were literally kings and could do nothing wrong and couldn't get hurt by anything and that last hour of the movie is just like everything just like finally like getting consequences for all those actions and this um has a very clear point when that starts happening happening when the decade shifts over to the 80s yeah um and i will say that out of all of the parts like that is just the least uh like if i were gonna pick a scene to rewatch i don't think i would really pick the scenes between it turning 80s until like mark Wahlberg gets kicked off the set so there's like a very small window yeah. in between there where everyone's just kind of an asshole and shit like that and and are finally getting the consequences and because of how wholesome everybody is like up until that point like an hour and a half i would say it's just like a very abrupt tonal shift that needs to happen, but at the same yeah. time, it I, it's it's yeah. sad. It's sad to watch. 
and I mean, and it's very clearly shown by drugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, which makes sense. And um, I mean, the only ones that are really being assholes are Amber and Dirk, and it's kind of just because of their drug addiction. Right. Yeah. Like. You know. So. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, like I said, like it's it, this movie is just so easy to watch, but like those scenes were like the hardest to watch and I I get that's the point, but like I feel like it also uh slowed down like all of the momentum for like like just a like a hair. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like make or break for me, but like for that little bit it was just like I oh man, I, and maybe that's just cuz I was empathizing with the characters too, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard. So it's it, hard to t- I had yeah. I definitely had a hard time watching some scenes in this, like more so than I do. Like that second hand like <laughs> anxiety from a lot right. of the scenes like was worse in this one, I think, than in yeah. a lot of and it, you're right, it's cuz like you care mm-hmm. about the which I mean, we always talk about is something we wish that more movies like made us do is care about their yeah. characters. And so I guess it's just hard to tell if it's a pacing issue or if it's just like what they were fully intending on doing, you know? And well, I think it is. I think it's abrupt. Yeah. Like, I think it follows like the actual timeline, mm-hmm. you know, because the porn industry in the seventies was climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing, and then like video came out. So literally, you like hit the eighties, and they directly show you like video came out, and there's like this, um, this switch in tone that is like directly marked by a gunshot. Yeah. And um, great, great idea to like doing it that way. Yeah. Also, uh, I was like. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, what yeah. the fuck just happened? But um, yeah, it's it's definitely like it, the tonal shift between the seventies and the eighties in general is very different, and like the seventies was a lot of like peace and love and drugs, but there weren't like you were just talking about action like consequences till the to further actions until the eighties because that's not when people people didn't start learning about like the things that drugs do to you like. AIDS, um, other STDs, like all that stuff didn't come out and didn't start happening until the eighties because we didn't have like, it's like how people started vaping and we didn't know the consequences right. of it, you know, and still really don't, but it's like that or like cigarettes in the fifties, people didn't mm-hmm. know. And so it's like in the seventies, all of this happened, porn industry, like growing, 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 you have this shift in technology, shift in, um, consequences and suddenly all of that's kind of culminating into what happens in the in that like middle section so i think that tonal shift is like directly reflecting how it actually was mm-hmm. and i and it feels abrupt because it kind of was right um yeah i i mean like i have like zero complaints about this movie besides like nitpicky yeah. ass things and that's one of them um i i just like 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 you said, it's just it's just so weird <laughs> to get into a movie yeah. where I care about the characters, other than ones that I've already like. I don't remember the last time that I've watched a new movie with like new characters that I like fell in love with like instantaneously, yeah. like a standalone. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was just refreshing. It was just, like exactly what I needed. I I like. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Um, yeah, and um, 
Right. It's, it's just one of those movies where, like, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to be putting this on, like, over and over again. And because of how I had to watch it, I had it downloaded, like, in, on my phone. And then now I, and then it was showing me that it's um, getting removed off Netflix in like two days. So by the the time this episode comes out, like no one's going to be able to watch it for free. (laughs) I don't think. I have a DVD. You have a DVD that I bought. Uh huh. I bought it. Remember how I went and bought? I bought like Chasing Amy. Yeah. I bought um, Walk the Line. I bought like a like a shit ton of DVDs when I went back home a couple yeah. weeks ago from a used DVD store. I picked up this one because we had just said we were gonna watch it for our 69th, and I saw it there. It was like two dollars. Yeah. And so it's this Perfect. old ass copy, <laughs> and so I bought it, and it's like like the kind that has the black strip on the side that you have to snap open Ooh, in order to open the clean. box. So. Oh man. <laughs> So I bought it. So I own it. If you ever want to watch that's it, you can crazy. have it or borrow that's it crazy. or whatever. Yeah. But I'm sure you're going to want to add it to your Blu-ray collection. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> I, uh, I was looking up. I went on Criterion, the collection, because I thought that they yeah. had it on there for some reason. So I went on like their list, and I typed in 1997 movies. And the only one on there that I had seen was Chasing Amy. And I was like, are you fucking... They have a criteria I know. Amy? I was like... Wait, I gotta go look that up right <laughs> They're now. They're out of stock, though. That's that. I was no. like, oh, add that to the wish list. It's like a, like a $20 DVD that just, like... I was like, god damn. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I want that so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's only $19.99. What the fuck? I want mm-hmm. this. <laughs> when would it be back in right. stock? <laughs> I love chasing Amy. Yeah. <laughs> that made that just made me laugh a lot. I was like, it was like this like very obscure indie movie from 1997, or like this slightly more known yeah. indie movie from 1997. Yeah, that won a lot yeah. of other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh man. Um. Fuck. Um. Okay. So, did you like Mark Wahlberg in this movie? Yeah, yeah I did, actually. Um, I usually don't yeah. <laughs> um, really care for him. I I mean, I, I think he's fine. I like him in Ted. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's when he's... I just... I've heard, like, he's not a very nice person, <laughs> really? and... And I, I liked, really, truly, I did like him until I watched him in Transformers. Oh, really? And he's just such a dickhead in that movie. <laughs> I just can't... I can't stand yeah. him. Yeah, um, I don't know. I like shit like that. Usually, if like I see someone I like, and then they play like a villain, or not even a villain, just a character I don't yeah. like. Um, usually that shouldn't phase it for me, but for some it reason, it just like stuck. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's funny. I I don't, know. I don't know. For me, like Mark Wahlberg is just. I know the name, but like, I don't think. Marky Mark. <laughs> right. I don't think I've seen like, hit like a movie of his until like Daddy's Home or whatever. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that Like, that came out? Yeah. And, and like, that is not the introduction one person should have to Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) And and I haven't really seen much of his stuff. And this is probably, like, the biggest movie I've ever seen him in. Um, Yeah, like, I need to watch, like, The Departed and The Fighter. I don't... I've seen, like, bits of Ted, and I've liked that, but, like, I haven't fully committed to watching the movie. (laughs) Um, so, like, I I was very neutral on him, is what I'm getting at, and I just couldn't fully, 
there was a point like at the beginning of the movie when he's still at home with his mom there's a scene where he's yelling at her and i just was like i don't know if this is a good performance right now or like this is what they're trying to do because like the act you know, you know how like porn just like typically is has the stigma that it like there's just the acting bad is just acting, always yeah. bad which was very intentional for some right scenes, you exactly so she with julian Moore because okay. she don't talk she don't act like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it felt like porn acting during the scene um where they're yelling at each other and i don't know if that's just supposed to make it look like that the character is just naturally like that which is why his acting ability just comes so natural for him or if it's just like a miscommunication and he just did it i because i didn't really like him in that scene (laughs) yeah i mean i didn't think it seemed like that fake Mm -hmm. but i also have an experience that right so i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know that's just kind of how he yells i think Mm -hmm. because like seeing him yell at his daughter in transformers it's like it's exactly okay yeah it's not so that's just mark Wahlberg. (laughs) okay marky mark (laughs) it's hard honestly it's harder to talk about movies that are just good (laughs) because there's like no like like yep everything was just great and that's it. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I mean, it was good. I, I'm going to be honest. Like the as as good as this movie was, and as like highly I would rate it. I probably won't be watching. Yeah, it Yeah, that's lot. fair. Like, but I just it like like for me, I just have a hard time watching some stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. That's my own ish, though. I yeah, <laughs> right. But um, oh, we should talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, please. <laughs> what an absolute angel! Yeah, really. <laughs> Watching him breaks my heart. <laughs> I love him. Mm-hmm. That's I, all. <laughs> moving on. Um, no, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff until, like, recently. So, like, when he passed away, like, I didn't know who he was yet. Because oh, really? I've never seen the Hunger Games movies. And, like, at that time, that's all I would have known him for. Because all, like, his other movies are just either very obscure indie movies that I just was not watching at the time you know well you also weren't watching movies like ex- exactly time. so like i had no so reason i don't to know. think that's on him that's yeah on that you. is <laughs> it is on me you know so like i am very neutral on him um but like everything that i've seen like him in like the small role he has in big lebowski yeah. in this he's phenomenal yeah in right he and does. he's like yeah. he's in mission impossible 3 as the villain and he is like the best villain in that entire franchise um like without question <laughs> and like in punch, punch drunk love he's fucking great in that too and he's very diverse too yeah um, yeah and almost famous he like falls into that role too like he mm-hmm. um you're such a <laughs> mm-hmm, almost famous mm-hmm. it's like the same vibe as this movie same it's so similar to this mm-hmm. movie I don't even remember. You're such a shit. I really don't remember him <laughs> in that movie. I mean, granted, that what? was like episode three. Uh, I know. You should watch it again and tell me how much you right. love it. Um, but <laughs> um, he's like the. He's like another journalist. Mm-hmm. He's the one that tells Will, like, he gives him the assignment. So he's like, go on okay. with the band. Okay. Um, but he does a really good job, like, 
I don't know how to explain it. Like, he is very believable as, like, a rock journalist. Like, he, um, when he talks about musicians, he seems, like, really passionate about it. Like, he knows what he's saying. He talks, he's like, rock is dead, like, whatever. And he seems like he believes mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Yeah. It's everything he Just does, I feel convincing. like it's very believable. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because he's such a distinct person, I feel like. Yeah. So it's weird that he can so easily, like, expand himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it was catching me off guard a lot, too, with him, is because I don't know him very well. I kept, every time he came on screen, I'm like, oh, look, there's Jesse Plemons. And then I was like, wait, that that's fucking wrong. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> you know you know who that is, right, Jesse? Okay. Yeah. You're so <laughs> have you seen Game Night with him? Dude, yeah, I have, fuck, yeah. He's so fucking good in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel that, though. They do look similar, but you got to fucking know who that yeah. is dude you can't no. yeah <laughs> i want to watch he's in um um i'm thinking of ending things I yeah think. yes he's yes like the guy yes yes i really want to watch yeah. that i feel like that would be a good one to do for the podcast mm-hmm. uh but i haven't right seen it. i think i mean uh, do we what do we even have planned i don't even know what we got going on besides next well, week we have the ranking yeah. and then after that um we do have a couple requests oh we do um, yeah, hold on, I have to look up what it's called, because I'm forgetting right now. Um... <laughs> Going back to, like, how every character is interesting, but be- because there's so many characters introduced, it kind of like the problem I was having with um, Dead Poet Society last week, where you don't know which one you're supposed to care about. It's just because everyone is so interesting in this movie, you do care about e- everyone, um, no matter what their role is. So, like, when... Um, he comes out essentially to Mark Wahlberg at the New Year's party and he's just like sitting in the car calling himself a fucking idiot. It just like breaks your heart and you're like, dude, I don't like I don't who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's yeah. just it's just so well done and like the script is so well written and like the, everyone just introduced at the right times where you know them, you get enough information. So by the time, like, scenes that are supposed to, like, break your heart happen, they actually do. And I think, like, yeah. it was just very well paced overall in that regard. And I really... Also, there's a scene near the end of the movie where um, Don Shield and his wife are, like, having a baby. And he's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, has the camera up and he's, like, recording it the same exact way as he would record a porn. And... It, yeah. <laughs> It's just funny how, like, like yes, you're shooting a, a vagina, but it's just, like, completely different context, but he's doing it exactly the same. I just thought that was a funny <laughs> detail. Yeah, 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 and for sure it's intentional, <laughs> which is so fun. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much um, all I had to say about him, though. <laughs> okay, so the movie that we've been requested... Um, my friend M has been listening to the podcast, which is super oh. fun, and we love your support. Thank you. Um, thank love you, you very much. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the movie that they said they think that I would like and that we should talk about, which would be fun, is Interview with the Vampire. Okay. I have not heard it. Um, starring, Bra- starring Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. What? There's a what? <laughs> and there are vampires oh, in it, and when? Kristen Dunst is in it. When I know. Did this come out? I've never heard of this movie. 1994. It's a two hour and three minute what? movie. <laughs> I know, and I had never heard of it until M brought it up, and I was like, I haven't seen right. that with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I request, please, that we oh, do that. Yeah, without a doubt, man. That sounds fucking <laughs> awesome. Is it all... It's free on YouTube with ads. <laughs> Is it a horror movie? No, it's, it's a... like... It says horror romance. Romance. Oh, okay. Um, I'll read you the synopsis. Okay. If you're interested. Uh, maybe we can do that after the movie. <laughs> just just keep, keep it up, and then we can do it after we give our ratings. Just try not to verge off of um, okay. tracks. Okay. You mean because if we do it, we will... Forget um, everything we already talked about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. But I'm really excited. I'm going to watch the trailer when okay. we're done. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, did you have any other thoughts on Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, I just... I, like, kind of picked up... I really didn't think they were going to go no, for it. No, like, not at all. During the... Like, and you could tell, yeah. like, he was like, you're really hot. <laughs> He's he's very straight up about it. He was never yeah. trying to hide it. He was like, "You're hot," and he was like, "Thank you." And he was like, "Yeah, you look good. And, you look right. great." And he was like, "Okay." And like you just, and yeah. you could just take it as like he's just being wholesome, but like with awkward, some gay like, undertones, yeah. maybe. But then they just fully commit to it and just made it so much better. Yeah, which I love. And then Philip crying in the car. Oh, that's why I texted you. I was like, "What the fuck? I have to watch this right now." <laughs> This poor yeah, man. Yeah, right. He, and, and like, I, he does such a good job. Like, he puts his whole heart and soul into crying like that. Like, he was, just, like, his sobs and, like, the emotion. I was like, holy shit, I believe that you're a gay man right now. <laughs> like, I believe you. <laughs> but it makes me so sad to think about, like, how he, like, because it makes thinking about him being sad and, like, overdosing just, like, so much more. Mm-hmm. Right, right, know? right. Ugh. I didn't even know that's how he went, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's, I think so. I'm going to Yeah, maybe check. we should not get that one wrong. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure. How did Philip... I'm pretty sure it was drugs, but I'll check. Drug overdose. Oh, man. He mixed heroin, cocaine, um, amphetamines, and benzodiazepines. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was ruled an accident. But also, you don't take drugs like how that. Do you, yeah, like, how do you depressed. accidentally... How do you mix heroin and yeah. cocaine? That's, yeah. wow, I did not know that. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's why it was sad, because it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, that's a bad way to yeah. die. Without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> yeah. One, okay, yeah, speaking of moments that made us laugh, when that guy goes, this is the second girl that's OD'd on me <laughs> in two days, and then he goes, maybe you should change your shit, like... <laughs> Because he's the one supplying the cocaine that keeps making right. him OD. That's so right. funny. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. But it like, makes... <laughs> like that's the concern here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and also, like, yeah, maybe your drugs are laced with some shit. Maybe don't keep giving them to girls. Don't give your drugs to a girl if the last one you were with OD'd on them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I yeah, but that entire girl's plotline, like, she, she walked in, the first line she said was, do you guys have cocaine? And then the last thing you see her doing Spazzing is... Spazzing on the floor. On the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about John C. Riley at all? I'm I'm surprised at how much I, like, at first I was like, oh, it's weird, like, I can't see him doing porn. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I see him as such, like, a wholesome person, mm-hmm. I don't know. And seeing him... It like worked really well. Yeah, it was really weird, and like him and Mark Wahlberg. Dude, the chemistry is so good. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) 
And yeah, like, and it was so funny. Like their intro together was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, like the whole lifting thing. That was wait, so you gotta, good. You gotta remind me. You gotta remind me. <laughs> he was like the first thing. He's like, "Oh, do you do you lift?" Oh yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, how much do you lift?" <laughs> oh, 200. How much do you lift? Three fifty. Oh, like it was. Right. right. <laughs> it was how much do you squat? <laughs> I thought it was no, funny. No, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You didn't say anything. Neither did you." <laughs> I thought it was That's, good. Yeah, like, that was funny. Yeah, I thought they were going to be rivals. Right, and that, that's, like, another element yeah. that made it so wholesome at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where it's, like, you get introduced to him, and, like, the first thing that they do is, is kind yeah. of buttheads. But by, like, they, like, never have a moment in the movie where they don't like each yeah. other. Like, even... Yeah, even when even when he's being a dick, he's like, I'll help you. Yeah, like, right, and they do, like, the so shitty sweet. music career thing for, like, a year or whatever. Yeah. It's really... I really liked his character. And another thing... um, so like back to the last scene of the movie right when we're talking about like the message of this and and like it shows the rise and fall but like together they stay as a family yeah. like even when they're not together they're talking about how they miss each other they're still there for each other when it's like hard spots and the last i guess not the last scene but the last like you know mm-hmm. like there's like flashings of everyone scene. like kind of where they ended up yeah and they show they show like they're all at Jack's house again, hanging out, and the baby's in the pool with John C. Riley. So it's like they're even though like Don Cheadle and his wife have kind of like gone into like a more normal life now and aren't like part of the industry right. anymore. Like they're very much like still okay being seen with their friends from the porn exactly. industry. There's not like the stigma, and they're like hanging out, letting them play with their kids. Like at the pool, still hanging out at Jack's mm-hmm. house, like they always did, and they're like being sweet like a family together. Yeah. And it's like cool, right? And like. I don't know. And then they have like that gut wrenching courtroom scene too, where yeah. um, the husband's trying to just take full custody of his kid because of how his wife's in the porn and that drugs and things yeah. like that. And like, I mean, she was addicted to cocaine, right? But like you, but I do. It is hard. To yeah, watch. and it's just like, and she's you could tell she's being genuine too that she never exposed her son to that stuff. Um, it was yeah. just, and I, I believe, yeah, that. and we really don't know, right? And but I do believe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, you know how? Because she's if she if her character's like a bad actor, <laughs> you know, right? Like, like, no, he never actor. saw anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't know. I I really like the communal aspect, and I think that. Um, it really that that's what makes this movie as rewatchable and impactful as it is. Um, yeah. And I and I love that movies like that are this long just feel like they fly by. Like that is why I love Fight yeah. Club so much. Like it's just that is like a you goofy two, film that boy. is a two and a half hour <laughs> movie that I can watch any day of the week and just not blink. You know what I mean? That's one of the ones I bought too. Was nice, Club. nice. Because it was I, it, it, I wasn't gonna because like I can watch it on other stuff. Yeah. But th- I found one with like a really cool cover. It's not the one that you have, yeah. but it's got like a coat on it, and I thought. Was it, it was is cool, it the one so that's like a um, paper bag with like a? Yeah, yeah. I saw that in a thrift store. I was like, oh, do I need another Fight Club copy? And I didn't buy it, but I definitely fucking should have because I just love the movie yeah. so much. Well, I bought it, so you can have it if you want. I guess, I guess. But if I see another yeah, one, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And and I like and like in the cover it ever it says like Tyler Durden always says use soap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it says that I think on the back of the disc. It's yeah. cool. I don't know. I thought it was cool and I was like I yeah. want it. You definitely so made the the right decision out of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Guess my love for Fight Club is better than Yeah. Yours. <laughs> How much it was two dollars you said? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I like like two ninety nine, right. almost three dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like when I went up there because I had Walk the Line, Boogie Nights, The Bling Ring, oh, man. Um, ch- Chasing Amy. <laughs> You're a real film um, nerd over Fight here. Club. Yeah, no, I I walked up to the counter. <laughs> you and I felt was like, so this pretentious. Is the gayest assortment of movies. <laughs> like I look like such a dick right now. I'm like I'm so gay. Like it's so embarrassing. Right. So, and like all of these. I love watching. Right, and all of those movies just like have like a character that is comes is supposed to come off straight, but is just you know is gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how every queer baby. Right. You, like everyone says that Tyler yeah. and uh, the narrator are gay and, together. Yeah, and it's so funny, and they totally are, but it's so confusing because they're like the same person. <laughs> so it's like, it's like self-cessed. I don't know. It's so weird. It's like queer self-cessed. Mm-hmm. But is it? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, we gotta. Yeah, I really. We gotta talk about Fight Club one of these times. But I just, I wanna like line it up, kind of like the Grown Ups one. I know. But... Uh, I think we should, and, and we will, and we have a lot to say about it. And I'd also like to rewatch it before we. Well, do it. yeah, no doubt about it. I, I know it'll be yeah. a while, <laughs> but I just, I just don't know what number because I know we have something. We've been in talking about something for our hundredth. Uh, we have. Every once in a while, <laughs> what is we it? were gonna rank all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh duh, duh duh duh. Because we just talk about them yeah. every week, uh, without trying. We could do that, f- yeah. And I think a hundred, because of how big that ranking would be, would be a good number to do it onto. Yeah, I agree. But what about? Five? I know that's what that's where I'm at too. Like, when do we do it? <laughs> could do like seventy-five. Yeah, just to get it over with, rip the bandaid off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to wait till like one fifty. Yeah, I right. I just. I mean, we could. We could. <laughs> we'll just see where we get. I mean, I didn't think we'd make it till right. fifty without let doing it, it, but we number. did. So <laughs> sixteen. Right. <laughs> 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 um, the communal aspect is just the best part about this movie, and I, I can't get over it. Like it, like this movie shouldn't work. That's the, like that's like that's the big thing about it is that because of how I don't know anything about this world, and the fact that I was just able to get sucked into it so easily is it just like so impressive from a filmmaking standpoint, and it, yeah. and it really is my favorite part about it. Um, and oh, man, I had a point. No, and now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything else to say about it until I hopefully remember my my thought? No, I think I'm. Um, I do, I just think like in my closing thoughts, mm-hmm. I really liked it yeah. um, a lot more than I think I thought I was going right. to. Um, and I surprisingly thought Mark Wahlberg. Like one thing I really really liked about this movie is how they like mark Wahlberg started off looking 17 like yeah. straight up 17 and then by the end he looked like he was 
an adult drugged out on cocaine. Yeah. Like, he looked... Especially and, after you know. he gets beaten the shit out of him. Yeah, and, like, his skin is... I don't know. And I know it's just makeup, but the way... Like, he really looks... Yeah, like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Mark Wahlberg on cocaine. Like, his skin is white under yeah. his eyes. He looks exhausted. Like, they really do a good job making him look older and, mm-hmm. um, like, ill. Yeah. So, right. I that was a cool at all like they did a good job with that okay i remember my point um okay. <laughs> uh so this movie because of its subject matter because of how um how little i know about it you know what i mean like because of how it just felt so accurate you know what i mean like it didn't ever feel yeah. like it was pulling strings or just like to make the movie keep going like if you would have told me that Dirk Diggler was a real person, I probably would have believed you. And it it just comes down to, like, how immersive it all is and, like, that they really took the time to show that these people genuinely cared and loved their craft of what they were doing back in the 70s. I mean, I, um, I, so. he is kind of based off a real person. Oh, is he? I did not. I didn't do like yeah, any like research. I like. I called you as soon um, as like the credits started rolling. <laughs> it's it's based on a manuscript that the director wrote while he was in high school, based off of a uh, documentary he saw on a real porn star from the seventies. Okay, interesting. And he just made up. He made up the name and everything in the character based off this guy when he was in high school, which is really yeah. weird, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So. I guess they got their point across that this is genuinely how it was. And I really, really <laughs> admire it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just want to give another shout out to Burt Reynolds because he's just great. <laughs> um, and I think that is all I have to say about it. I really hope I'm not forgetting anything because this is just so good. <laughs> Do you have a rating in mind, though? Yeah, I think I'm going to rate it... And nine yeah, out of ten. right there. That is exactly what I'm at. I'm like, I want to give it eight and a half because I feel like I just didn't like enjoy it that much, but it's so good. Yeah. Like I, right. You know, it didn't make me happy, but it wasn't supposed to. So. <laughs> but the thing, it did. It did make me happy for like a consistent <laughs> like hour and a half, and then there was like that lull where it started getting sad, but like it picked back up again. You know, and yeah. And oh, that's another character I wanted to talk about. Is that uh. The guy that they go to the cocaine um, thing with, uh, that whole scene is just great and genius with the firecrackers yeah. and things like that. Like, I, like the fact that someone was able to just to come up with that and just it just to work. Like every time a firecracker went off, you're just like on the yeah. edge of your seat. That was that the gunshot? Was that the gunshot? Was that the gunshot? And it never is. Um, yeah. And so that character though that like brings them to that house. When he's yeah. introduced, I, like, same as John C. Riley, thought he was going to be the yeah, rival. And he just never me was. Too. He was just, like, just like John C. Riley, just guy. wholesome, wanted to be friends. That's it. Granted, he had some darker intentions that didn't, like, pay off as yeah. well in his on his regard. But, um, like, he never meant any harm by it. Yeah. It, like, to our, our leads and Dirk and Reed. And I just... It's just one more reason yeah. to, to like the movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, I yeah, <laughs> I'm also gonna give it a nine out of ten. I can't wait to okay. buy it 
<laughs> and watch it over and over again. Um, this it'll probably get to that ten. It, you know what I mean? It, I feel yeah. like I've been saying that a lot recently, but like the rewatches just make movies so much better because you just catch you just know what you're supposed to be watching. And in the case of this movie, because there is so much going on, like knowing what the act, the full plot is and the full overarching story, it's just I know what I want and will get yeah. out of this movie, and I it just great. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, you we already talked about the movie we've been requested. How about, okay, next week we are going to be ranking an, another big franchise that I have no attachment to yeah. whatsoever, similar to all of our they're rankings. <laughs> but they're good. You know they're right. good. No, That's yeah. enough of an attachment. Yeah. And you've seen them before. I watched the, uh, yes, we were talking about Lord of the Rings, by the way, uh, and, the, and The Hobbit. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, the Middle Earth franchise, as some call it. Yeah. Um, I don't have as much of an attachment to The Hobbit, like even I don't those, think anyone really but... does, though. <laughs> Well, if you're young, if you were young enough when they came out, Fair. but I don't know anyone who was. I was like twelve when the first one yeah. came out, so we got a couple of years. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but I, I so this weekend I was watching the extended cuts of um, a Fellowship and Towers. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And it's just just can't get over how fucking long they are oh my god that was like a day that was a full day if it's just two movies you know what i mean well my dad and i rewatched the first so we watch um like the lord of the rings trilogy yeah. the extended editions every year for christmas oh, really <laughs> um yeah and so we watch so i go through them all about once a year um that's crazy and we were talking this weekend about how the how like if when it, when i go to rank them mm-hmm. It gets really difficult because of I never watch them out of order. Like I never watch mm. because I watch them once a year and I try to commit to yeah. that. I don't like sit and watch Two Towers just, or just yeah. watch Return of the King. Like, and so the place where you're at mentally when you've already gone through six hours of movie, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's hard yeah. to like compare them because like you're in different mental states when you watch all three of them. Yeah. Like, in terms of like excitement and and it's all just like one arc the hobbit very different i've seen like five armies by itself more times than i've seen the first two just because it's on fx all the time (laughs) and so my dad's always putting that one on so i've not you know those i've seen like almost exclusively out of order i don't think i've ever sat and watched all three of them together so (laughs) that's funny yeah and i like don't fucking remember desolation of smog how long does it take you and your dad to watch them um, we usually, we don't usually crank them all out in a mm-hmm. day. We usually do like one and then two or three or one and two and then mm-hmm. three, but we've done all three of them before. Um, the, when I was a kid, when I would have like snow days or sick days from school, we would get up early and watch them all. So I've done them all in a day Wow. and it takes, I mean, it takes like. Plus, they're the extended cuts, so they're, like... Four hours each. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, if you take time for it, because we have, like, the box discs, and so it's, like, half the movie's on the yeah. disc, and then you have to switch yeah. the disc. And so, um, if you take in, we usually do a bathroom break and, like, go and get food in between 
either the parts or between the movies. And so factor in like an hour, mm-hmm. you know, for that, it takes a I good didn't realize that, uh, that even the DVDs were that like that. Cause I know that the, the 4Ks just came out last year yeah. and they were like that too. So like when you buy the set, it's like nine discs, like three of them yeah. are the theatrical cuts and then six of them are the extended yeah. And I just thought it was just because they were trying to cram, like, more data on these discs, but, like, they had to for the DVDs, which I think is crazy, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then there's, because each box has the two DVDs, and then it has, like, a um, special features disc yeah. that has, like, an hour long of content. A full documentary. Like, interviews yeah. with the cast. Yeah. And each each disc or each um thing has those mm-hmm. yeah and i've we've watched all those too i've only watched those like one yeah. time but they're cool to watch i mean it, it's like interviews with the cast well like will you wear wigs <laughs> like the <laughs> you know what i'm talking no. about the interview with elijah wood i have no i don't know oh my god i gotta find that and send it to you it's so <laughs> funny it's it's like um the guy who plays pippin mm-hmm. does like a fake interview with elijah wood where he's like, do you wear wigs? When will you wear wigs? <laughs> Why will you wear wigs? <laughs> he does it a lot better. I have to send it to you. And Elijah, like, doesn't realize it's a prank. It's really funny. <laughs> Is he, like, disguised? Is that how he gets away with it? Um, kind of. Or, like, I think Elijah just doesn't know what's happening. Sure. But. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> If you look up where you will you wear wigs, it comes up right away. Prank interview with Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is asked if he wears wigs. <laughs> it's 15 seconds. Mm. Ah, I accidentally played it. Will you wear wigs? Um, Bryce. Yes. Where can I find you? All right, you? you can find me giving a very fast shout out to friend of the show, Noah from Second Half Film Credits, because he's the one who pitched this idea for doing for our silly uh, number 69 episode. Um, yeah, this was a fantastic idea. Yeah, and it was a great movie yeah. too. So just all around, thank yeah. you very much. Um, Snaps. Just, mm, mm. And you can also find me on Instagram at Bryce Kelly Howe. Carly, where can they find you? <laughs> You can find me looking up pictures of Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise's vampires on the internet or over on Instagram at Carly.Bauer. <laughs> and with all of that said... There's no end scene. Go home.